This is Regenerative Medicine News. I'm your host, Stephanie Wolf, PA and co-founder of the nation's leading sexual wellness clinic, the Nova Center. We've helped thousands of men reclaim their energy, their youth, and of course, their sexual performance, all without unnecessary blue pills or band-aid medication. And now we're here to help you do the same by bringing our vast knowledge of regenerative medicine to the podcast world. We hope you enjoy. Hello, it's Stephanie Wolf, PA and CEO of the Novus Center. Just getting back to the book, The Novus Protocol, we're still talking about stem cells and your PRP. And um, I will be talking about exosomes, but not in this um, topic here. I'm going to go ahead and finish out stem cells for you. And then um, next week, we'll talk about exosomes. So specifically, the question becomes, what is a mesenchymal stem cell and which one should you consider when looking for regenerative medicine? So um, mesenchymal stem cells are considered to be adult stem cells, and they're isolated from different sources such as your bone marrow, your fat tissue, or what we call adipose tissue, umbilical cord, or otherwise known as Wharton's jelly, and then the amniotic fluid, which is the fluid surrounding the fetus. So these mesenchymal stem cells are able to differentiate into many different types of cells throughout the body, which include your bone, your cartilage, your muscles, your neurocells, skin cells, cornea cells, but they're also known to stimulate wound healing, reduce inflammation, and modulate the immune cells. So they do so many different things, which is, again, why they're used in regenerative medicine. We all have mesenchymal stem cells, and the majority of them are located in the bone marrow, lying dormant until it's called upon to promote healing and repair of damaged tissue. So it's just kind of waiting you know, until the body says like, hey, there's something going on, I need you down here to fix me. So the problem is this, your mesenchymal stem cells age just as you age. And so their effectiveness and potency begins to decline with age and time. It's all about the environment that they live in. So let's kind of go through the different ones that I laid out uh, just a minute ago. Number one, let's talk about the bone marrow stromal mesenchymal stem cells, or they're actually known as skeletal cells. So bone marrow, as I described uh, last week, is the soft, spongy tissue found within your bones. And it's responsible for producing your red blood cells, your white blood cells, and your plasma via your hematopoietic stem cells. Whereas the stromal stem cells that are found in the bone marrow were the first to be identified and were considered the only location for your mesenchymal stem cells is they're important in producing and repairing skeletal tissue, such as your cartilage, your bone, and your fat. So that's the reason they're now called skeletal cells, or they'll be referred to as skeletal cells. They are the most studied and considered the primary source for obtaining mesenchymal stem cells for injection by orthopedic surgeons, for the repair of the knee, the ankle, the shoulder, spinal injuries, all the things I was just telling you guys about last week. However, 
This is one of the most invasive procedures to obtain your mesenchymal stem cells because you have to undergo surgery and anesthesia in order to have your bone marrow extracted from your pelvis or your thigh or your heel bone, wherever it is that they're taking it from. And then from there, the bone marrow extract is spun in a centrifuge to become what's called bone marrow aspirate concentration or BMAC. And then that BMAC is what is injected back into the body. So the advantage to using the BMAC is that it not only contains mesenchymal stem cells, but it also contains cells that can create new blood vessel formation or angiogenesis. However, it is known that the bone marrow is limited in the amount of mesenchymal stem cells that are extracted. There's approximately, you ready for this? 0.001 to 0.01% of the cells in the bone marrow are in fact mesenchymal stem cells. So, you know, even with that being said, even with me telling you there's only 0.01% of mesenchymal stem cells, there's tons of patients that I know that have had great success using their own bone marrow stromal mesenchymal stem cells to repair and regenerate their orthopedic cartilage, um, making this procedure the gold standard, really. I mean, this is Kind of, you know, when people talk about getting stem cells, a lot of times it's, it's their bone marrow they're talking about. Now let's talk about adipose tissue, because I would call this like the number two ways that um, patients, you know, will use their mesenchymal stem cells. Adipose tissue is the loose connective tissue made up of cells that store your fat. So this is basically, adipose just means fat. That's your fat cells. Um, but it's also known to form a stem cell rich scaffold that the body can use as a support structure for the formation of new tissue. So this type of stem cell extraction is considered second line treatment as these types of mesenchymal stem cells also require a little bit of surgery and anesthesia in the form of liposuction. So um, patients will undergo liposuction, they remove this fat tissue in order to harvest their mesenchymal stem cells. Now, adipose fat does contain more mesenchymal stem cells than the bone marrow with a similar sample size. So you can consider this to be a better source of extraction. However, the FDA has recently issued a warning using adipose fat mesenchymal stem cells for the treatment of arthritis or joint conditions stating that the stem cell source tissue must have the same or similar function as the target tissue, or it's also called homologous use or homologous use. So meaning, you know, we're talking about taking stem cells from your fat. So the FDA is saying you can only use it to replace fat. Does that make sense? So they don't want people putting their um, fatty tissue into their joints. So that's where bone marrow comes into play. Um, But additionally, um, adipose tissue requires more than minimal processing to separate the stem cells from the tissue. So it also fails to meet the FDA's minimal manipulation requirement. So the FDA is saying, in order for you to use these stem cells, um, they have to act and look very similar to the tissue that's being treated, and they have to be minimally manipulated, meaning like, you know, you can't be doing all this whole process to conform or convert them into something that you want them to be. 
So it's for this reason that plastic surgeons are using mesenchymal stem cells from the adipose tissue during cosmetic procedures, such as abdominal plasty or breast reconstruction, to help regenerate new tissue and excel the healing process. So I've had a, quite a few patients who've come in and told me that you know, their doctor is able to harvest their stem cells while they're underneath anesthesia, you know, under um, going under a cosmetic surgery procedure. And then what they do is they'll inject along like the incision line to help, um, to help the healing process. And it really does work. And it's a great way to use your adipose uh, stem cells. Then we're going to go into Wharton's jelly. Wharton's jelly is a uh, connective tissue of the umbilical cord from a full-term birth. So again, these are donated placentas and umbilical cord. I just want to make that very clear. And the umbilical cord provides insulation and protection of the veins and the arteries that's ultimately feeding the fetus, right? So that's like that protective layer. And this specific tissue is a rich mixture of human cell and tissue, including exosomes, protein growth factors, cytokines, hyaluronic acid, scaffolding, and mesenchymal stem cells. Wharton's jelly has been termed as immunologically privileged since the host's immune system is unable to detect these stem cells as foreign. So they're not rejected, which is great. And, you know, before they even use Wharton's jelly, they have to go through this entire lengthy process of testing to make sure that there's no viruses and bacteria and autoimmune disorders. And, you know, they, they definitely make sure it's clean. So these are considered the youngest and the most primitive mesenchymal stem cells available. With the majority of umbilical cords thrown away at childbirth, the source is considered non-harmful and readily available. So they're just donated. And because these cells are young, they're able to differentiate into any type of cell that's necessary within the body. So these youthful stem cells are potent and they carry more growth factors and cytokines, which then facilitate the healing process. And then it replicates at a faster rate than the actual adult stem cell. So these stem cells are only as good as the source it is actually coming from. Okay, so when you're kind of thinking about like bone marrow and adipose and Wharton's jelly, again, the stem cell's only as good as the source it comes from. So the best way to think about it is think of how fast a baby grows within the first year. Now I want you to think about how fast you grow every year in your 20s, your 30s, your 40s, or how, how fast you repair your tissue once you damage it, right? So our mature stem cells begin to lose their potency as we age as well as decline in the amount of viable stem cells and growth factors to be used. So these types of stem cells are considered by many regenerative experts to have the most potential and the highest proliferative ability for effective cell-based therapies with the added benefit of being less invasive to retrieve when you're talking about Wharton's jelly or placental tissue. And then, of course, the last part of this is amniotic fluid mesenchymal stem cell. So very similar to Wharton's jelly, amniotic fluid mesenchymal stem cells are derived from the fluid that surrounds the growing baby in the uterus, the amniotic fluid. And this is what protects the baby from temperature variations or infections, and it acts as a cushion for the fetus. It's like its pillow. 
So this fluid is taken after a live cesarean birth, believe it or not. So it has to be a cesarean birth because that's how they can extract it. And it consists of a wide array of structural proteins, growth factors, regenerative properties that can boost your body's ability to heal quickly. Amniotic fluid can not only be taken at the time of delivery, but is also being extracted during the first and or second trimester of pregnancy via amniocentesis or amnioreduction um, for those patients who are wanting it. But these cells have the ability to differentiate into various cell types without the risk of tumor genesis like the embryonic stem cells. So I know I just went into a lot of information um, and I'm just gonna end on this note. The question I now have from patients is, how exactly does mesenchymal stem cells help with erectile dysfunction? Because I want to get back to erectile dysfunction. And based on what we just talked about, mesenchymal stem cells, wherever you choose to get them from, your bone marrow, your fat, the Wharton's jelly, the amniotic fluid, not only regenerates new tissue, but it repairs damaged tissue via growth factors. It also has the ability to promote the formation of new blood vessels in a process called neovascularization or angiogenesis. So anytime you're getting new blood vessels, we're talking about arteries and veins. And anytime you're getting new tissue, you're getting new nerves. So in this whole process, you're getting new arteries, veins, nerves, and tissue. Mesenchymal stem cells do not necessarily make new blood vessel cells, but they help this process by releasing proteins that stimulate the growth of those cells which are called endothelial precursor cells. And as we discussed earlier, you have endothelial cells that line your blood vessels. So these types of cells develop to form the inner layer of blood vessels, thereby guiding the assembly of new blood vessels from pre-existing endothelial cells. So in the beginning of Novus treatments, we were using the Wharton's jelly mesenchymal stem cells along with the PRP for what we called our stem cell pea shot. And we found great results for patients. Um, and when I say great results, I mean enhanced male performance and re uh, reduction of erectile dysfunction. Again, because it's regrowing tissue and new blood vessels. Um, and, you know, what happened was the patients who were adding the Wharton's jelly to their PRP they saw their, their results much quicker than the patients who only had PRP alone. And they had increased tissue formation. So again, their symptoms of erectile dysfunction were improved much quicker than those with PRP alone. So more of a satisfied patient. Now, kind of getting into what my next podcast is going to be about is talking about uh, how we switched over to the exosome P shot. So I will save that section for next week and um, hopefully this makes sense to you guys. Again, if you have any questions or you need me to go into more detail on a particular topic, please feel free to reach out and let me know. I'm more than happy to help you guys. Okay, have a great day. Would you like to enhance your performance in the bedroom? but just don't know where to start? There's no such thing as a treatment that will work for everybody. So we've created an in-depth quiz that can give you a personalized treatment protocol based on your unique situation and health history. You can get your free treatment plan by going to getmyprotocol.com. That's getmyprotocol.com. 
Thanks for listening. You can view clinical studies on the topics we talked about today on our clinic's website, thenovacenter.com. Please remember, this is not medical advice, and none of the statements we've made have been evaluated by the FDA. And always speak with your medical provider before seeking any type of medical treatment.